Now we are in Genesis chapter 46, and we will look into this part of the story of Joseph where he would eventually, finally, after many, many long years, be reconciled with his father, Jacob. And they would settle in a land called Goshen, and they would uh, grow into a nation. Such is the wonderful plan of God. Next slide, Paul. So God's plan is always perfect. This is a wonderful uh, statement. That is a wonderful statement of faith that we can always quote, that we can always say, that we can always declare to ourselves uh, verbally in our thoughts and maybe uh, say to others as well that God's plan is always perfect. So can we say that tonight all together? One, two, three, go. Let's say this statement and declare this by faith. One, two, three, go. God's plan is always perfect. Perfect. So say that to someone, to, to your seatmate. Come on, say that to your seatmate. Tell that, that statement to your seatmate right now. Tell them that God's plan is always perfect. So whenever you are in a difficult situation, or whenever you are in a good situation, you, you, you feel that you are being blessed, or you feel that you are uh, having a, 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 a hard time, a, a, a difficult situation in life, always remember this statement of faith that God's plan is always perfect. Well, it's perfect simply because He is perfect. Now, God is perfect. So His ways, His will, His purpose, His plans are always perfect. And it is eternal. No, yung, yung, the plan of God is not temporary. It extends after our physical life. And such is the plan of God that it is not only perfect, that it is not only eternal, it is actually available. And it is always for our good. No, God's plan is always perfect. Yes, even if at times we see it as not. Next, please. And so... We may not see the reason for the events in our lives, but we may be assured that there is a reason for everything. And for everything, there is a reason. There is a purpose. So sometimes we don't see it as perfect. But let me say this, brother, sister, to encourage you tonight. If you feel discouraged because of your situation, God's plan is always perfect. Now, let's look at God's plan in the life of Joseph and in the life of Jacob. Remember, Jacob lost a son. Jacob lost uh, Joseph when he was sold to slavery by his brothers, and he, he thought his, his son uh, was killed, uh, as reported by his other uh, children. He did not know that Joseph was brought to Egypt by God, not by accident, but for a purpose. And so Joseph lost his family. He lost his freedom. He spent time in prison. He, he lost his brothers, his, his, his father, and the opportunity to, to spend uh, life with them, to grow with them. Yet God has a perfect plan for him. Joseph developed skills 
Joseph knew the ins and outs of Egypt, spending his in, you know, almost half of his life in the prison, getting to know the prisoners, getting to know the language, getting to know the culture. And so at the right moment, the Lord will reveal to him his perfect plan to become the second most powerful man in Egypt. And through his life, God would save this, this, uh, uh, this nation and together with his family. So both of them suffered. Are you suffering right now? Maybe you are lost or maybe you have lost someone. The father was in grief. No, but we saw the end of this grief. And this particular passage, we would see the end of his grief. The son would become a slave, and he was framed for a crime that he did not even commit. Yet, in the end, everything would fall in the right place. Why? Because God's plan is always perfect. Can we say that? Once more, sabihin ulit natin yun and declare this by faith. God's plan is always perfect. Next, please. And so, as we continue, the tribe of Israel had to be preserved in two ways. This is God's perfect plan for the nation of Israel. One, they had to survive the famine because they must become a nation. Uh, and this is what we will see start uh, that which started in this particular passage where one day Jesus Christ would be born now the other reason why uh, they would be preserved is so that this nation will not be diluted and so they will be preserved they will not be able to intermarry in Canaan and remember, the Egyptians, they don't like also to intermarry, especially with, with non-Egyptians. You know, they don't want even to mingle with them, to, to eat side by side with them. And so they would be preserved as a nation. And so they would not be involved in intermarriage, which is usually attached to idolatry. So they will not intermarry with Canaanites and also with Egyptians who are all idolaters because God hates idolatry. And so through this nation, they will have this, this uh, faith in God, a monotheistic nation where they would believe in one God and not with so much many idols, so much many gods. And through this nation, God would give the ultimate blessing that you and I and everyone can actually receive in Jesus. And so the tribe of Israel moved to Egypt. This is what we will look at at this particular passage. Jacob asked Judah, remember Judah, to lead the way to Goshen. And so Joseph saw this, this, this brother of his changed and so he would give he would delegate an important task of leading them the way to goshen so let's look at the passage if you have your bibles you can open them again in genesis chapter 46 verse 28 and now he sent judah before him to joseph to point out the way before him to goshen and they came into the land of goshen goshen is at the northern part of egypt 
It's very close to the coastal uh, sea of Mediterranean, a very uh, good place. No? It, it, it's, it's well watered. No? It's, it's one of the best places in Egypt. And so such is the blessing that they have received. And they came into the land of Joseph. Joseph prepared his chariot and went up to Goshen to meet his father Israel. So imagine this scenario. Finally, after many, many years, the lost son and seemingly the lost father, they would meet for the first time. As soon as he appeared before him, look at what happened. He fell on his neck and wept on his neck for a long time. I believe it went not only for some few minutes, it went for hours until both of their tears are dried up. And so they were just hugging each other and they're weeping. Oh, such is the power of this moment. And that finally for Jacob, it would end his grief, seeing his lost son. He thought that this son of his was already dead. And for Joseph, seeing his father still alive after all these years. And so imagine that moment together in embrace, in tears, and in love. Next, please. And so... Uh, See that uh, God may use one of the members of the family to lead. Uh, in this particular part, God used Joseph to lead them and to bless them. And, 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 and in this part, uh, point, he would use Judah to lead that family to Goshen. So acknowledge that in our family, God may at times use someone maybe a child of yours, maybe a brother or sister, to lead so that God's purpose would be fulfilled. And sometimes God would, would just call one of, of the members of the family, you know, save this person, and then equip this person, and then use this person so that his entire family can be saved. And so, brother, sister, if you are here tonight and maybe you're the only one you're i mean you are the only christian in your family know that god is preparing you no god will will one day use you in a special way so that you will be able to minister to your family share the gospel to them and lead them to salvation i remember one of a, a, one of the Mus, one of the uh, of our friends who is a Muslim, uh, he was is a, a, a full-blooded Muslim. His parents are both strong Muslims, and and one day he was able to hear the gospel in one of the campus ministries in Manila, and so he he became a a volunteer of this campus ministry, and so what happened when he came back home to Mindanao? And his family learned that he became a Christian. His father almost killed him. And so he ran away. And uh, it's just because of, of his mother that he was, continue to, was able to continue to communicate with them. But 
according to his uh, testimony, his father almost killed him. And so it's just by God's grace that he was able to, to run away. And then after many, many years, he continued to serve in that campus ministry. He continued to be faithful in his calling and his being a Christian, committed in that particular life. And so that one day, something would happen to his mother, and this is how we would be introduced. Uh, he, he would be referred to me, uh, his mother would be referred to me to, to help his mother. Uh, I, would, uh, be, I would be doing a, a surgery to, to his mother, and because of that, they would be coming over to Manila, and so... Uh, uh, this, this Muslim student who is now a Christian would tell his mother to go to me and uh, so as I learned that oh, ito pala, this is pala the, your, your mother and so uh, one time uh, I visited them after the surgery and I met his father and so I was also able to, to talk to him and minister to him and started this uh, reconciliation to happen and so by God's grace you know, they humbled themselves they uh, they saw the change on, on their son and 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 the love on their son and so at this particular point after the surgery you know, they were converted as well and so such is the power of god to change the whole family even through one person even through this young student. So recognize that God may use you one day as a member of the family, not only to lead your family to, to something big, to something great, but most importantly, to lead your family to heaven. So continue to pray, continue to persevere, and trust in God that one day you and your household will be safe. Moving on to the next point, Joseph met his father for the first time after around 22 years. And so let's look at that moment once more. Then Israel said to Joseph, so after many, many hours of, of embracing and crying and hugging, you know, they would eventually talk. And look at how Israel, how his father, Jacob, would, what, what would he say to his son, Joseph? This is what he would say. Now let me die. <laughs> let me die since I have seen your face, that you are still alive. I'm now fulfilled. Now let me die. Let me, let me go in peace because uh, my, my grief has ended Joseph said to his brothers and to his father's household, no, so after maybe, it was never recorded anymore, but he would continue formally, I will go up and tell Pharaoh and will say to him, my brothers and my father's household who are in the land of Canaan have come to me, and the men are shepherds, for they have been keepers of livestock, and they have brought their flocks and their herds and all that they have. So he would talk to them and say to them his plan. This is our plan. Uh, we'll go to, to Pharaoh and, and talk to him and introduce him to you and you to him. Next po. And then Joseph 
would then coach the family how to speak to Pharaoh. This is what you will say. This is what you will do. So they would be allowed to live separate from the Egyptians. I don't know. Maybe God revealed this to Joseph. And so this is what would happen. He would coach them and tell them what to do. So when Pharaoh calls you and says, what is your occupation? You shall say, your servants have been keepers of livestock from our youth, even until now, both we and our fathers. So we are shepherds and we are keepers of livestock. And so maybe you have no use of us. And so let us live quietly, peacefully and uh, undisturbed in this particular place because you don't want to deal with us. We don't know anything except that we are keepers of livestock, that you may live in the land of Goshen, for every shepherd is loathsome to the Egyptians. Ah, okay, so you're shepherds, all right. So go there, live there peacefully, we'll never bother you. And then uh, Joseph went in and told Pharaoh and said, My father and my brothers and their flocks and their herds and, and all that they have come, they, they, they have came out of the land of, come out of the land of Canaan, and behold, they are in the land of Goshen. And then he took five men from among his brothers and presented them as representatives to Pharaoh. Then Pharaoh said to his brothers, What is your occupation? So they said to Pharaoh, Your servants, just as they were coached, we are shepherds, both we and our fathers. Then they said to Pharaoh, We have come to sojourn in the land, for there is no pasture for your servants' flocks, for the famine is severe in the land of Canaan. Now therefore, please let your servants live in the land of Goshen. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Your father and your brothers have come to you. The land of Egypt is at your disposal. Okay, because you're shepherds, okay, you settle there. You settle your father, your brothers in the best of the land and let them live in the land of Goshen. Now, Pharaoh would say something like this at the end. And if you know any capable men among them, maybe you can put them in charge also of my livestock. And so Joseph brought his father, Jacob, and presented him to Pharaoh. And Jacob blessed Pharaoh. Pharaoh said to Jacob, how many years have you lived? So Jacob said to Pharaoh, the years of my sojourning are 130. Few and unpleasant have been the years of my life. Now, nor have they attained the years that my fathers lived during the days of their sojourning. And Jacob blessed Pharaoh and went out from his presence. Jacob blessed Pharaoh. Now, before we continue, let me just focus on this particular passage because I believe that this is an important detail that Moses would include and God would allow us to know in this particular point in the passage. Jacob would bless Pharaoh. Jacob, a, we can see the maturity now of Jacob, as you can see, uh, as we have learned so far no, uh, in this particular point, Jacob blessing Pharaoh. And so again, this is a, a moment where God would use a person, God would use someone 
not only to 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 lead others no but also to bless uh, i'm not sure how jacob blessed pharaoh it could be through a prayer it could be through a declaration of blessing or it could be blessing pharaoh with with the encouragement with the word of god now how do we bless others how do we bless our boss how do we bless our employers how do we bless our teachers how do we bless our office mates our classmates our neighbors how do we bless each other do we declare words of blessings do we pray for them do we say a word of encouragement maybe a passage from the word of god to bless them to encourage them to give them comfort to give them hope and so how do we bless how can we bless our bosses how can we bless our parents how can we bless our children how can we bless one another and so maybe we can say a prayer and intercede for them maybe send a text message or maybe call them and 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 really declare to them uh, that the lord we bless you mom dad or or kids or brother or sister may, may god bless you and sometimes because that that word of no, god bless you has been used or abused it then it, it became diluted already no maybe it has lost its well it's meaning and it, the power behind the, that particular statement so whenever you say or you type or you text the word god bless you i really hope that you really mean it and i really hope that you are really declaring that god as a prayer would would bless this person who would read this and who would hear this and let's put back the meaning and the power behind those words so next time po when you say to someone god bless you brother or god bless you sister i hope and i know that it is not just uh, mere words as a form of respect or a greeting but you say it and you mean it as a prayer really to bless that person and that god would bless that person now as we continue even if we suffer for many years like jacob and joseph we must trust that god's will is for the best we saw god's hand we saw god's sovereignty god's favor god's blessing god's protection god's providence in the life of joseph that he would preserve joseph that he would preserve his father jacob until this moment that they would finally be reconciled to one another and he would bless them and so like joseph and jacob maybe we would suffer in this life but always remember and always trust that god's plan is perfect and it's always for our own good so declare that if you're in a in a difficult situation declare that god's will 
is always for the best. Such is the perfection of our God. And now on the third point, Joseph brought the family to the best part of the land and provided for them. He would continue to serve them. And as Joseph would serve the entire nation of Egypt and then even beyond, because this was God's plan to preserve the family from the famine and from intermarriage with idolaters. So if you're a parent, continue to lead your children. If you're already an adult, lead your parents, help them, guide them, and, 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 and walk with them, journey with them, so that even in their remaining lives, you would be able to minister to them and that you will be able to journey with them. Such is the plan of God to preserve their family from famine and from intermarriage with idolaters. Next, please. And so Joseph settled his father and his brothers and gave them a possession in the land of Egypt in the best of the land, in the land of Ramesses, as Pharaoh had ordered. Maybe that's the other name of the land of Goshen, the land of Ramesses. And so Joseph, look at verse 12, provided his father and his brothers. He continued to serve them. Not just because he was the leader of this nation, but it was his, the, part, the part of his, God's plan for his life. And all his father's household with food according to their little ones. And so Joseph would continue to serve his family. Next Paul. And so the souls of men need to be saved from eternal suffering. Jesus is the way to receive salvation through repentance and faith. Let us continue to share Jesus to others in the workplace, in, in, in your family, in, in the school, wherever the Lord has planted you. Let's continue to serve others. Even if they are not your relatives, let us serve God by serving others. Two years ago, um, the Lord allowed me to undertake and take up masteral in hospital administration. So initially, we conduct classes here in Naga, but then in the last year uh, of our masteral, we had to take this in Manila. So I would go to Manila once a month, sometimes uh, twice a month, to finish this degree. And so during the, the graduation ceremony, I was praying and I was asking God, Lord, why did you allow me to take up this, this additional uh, title, this additional uh, knowledge, this additional uh, degree. What's your purpose? And so last, early this year, around February or March, I was invited to become part of NICC Doctors Hospital. Uh, well, basically because of my masteral degree. And uh, so Lord, is this your plan? What will I do here? 
I'm, I'm here already, I'm helping already, I'm bringing patients, I'm doing surgery here, but what more can I do as part of the administration? And so recently, the Lord revealed His plan. Such is the, 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 the way of God. He will give us clues along the way. He would reveal to us not immediately His plan, His purpose, but He would give us bit by bit, little by little. He would, he would give us opportunities to, to see glimpses of His part of His big plan. And so recently, I was invited, I was, I was asked by uh, actually one of our sisters in Christ, who is also an admin in the hospital, to lead uh, these people in a team building activity. And so for the past weeks and the past weekends, uh, I am with them, going with them, uh, sa, sa iba ibang lugar. Next slide, please. And so we would, we would, uh, next po. And then we would go to these places and I would facilitate team building with them. And in this mga team building, I would be able to share the gospel to them. Maybe you know some of them, they are part of the diagnostics, they're part of the physical and rehab department. Uh, some of them are in radiology and in the laboratory. So that was yesterday in Panikwason. And today, we had our team building with the, ano to, with the uh, mga medical record section. And so, out of this, we were able to plant the seeds of gospel to them. And as I would reflect on why the Lord has allowed this to happen, Maybe God wants the gospel to be planted in their hearts. God has a plan for them. And this is what the Lord uh, affirmed me as I was also preparing for this message tonight. That I have a plan for you, yes. But I also have a wonderful plan for them. So if you would be faithful and you would be bold to share to them the gospel, I will use that seed so that this seed will grow in their hearts. So that maybe, uh, it is now me speaking, maybe Lord, one day you will use them also so that they too will be able to know you in a special way. And so I, I, I entrust them to you, Lord, and so that one day you will also use them just like how the Lord called you and how the Lord has saved you. And so the Lord can use each and every one of us. I think the message here is very clear that the Lord will use His people to be a blessing to others. So how can we be a blessing to others? How can we be a blessing to our family? How can we be a blessing to our community, to our school, to our offices, to our businesses? and to the workplace where we are. Well, one is to share the gospel to them. Share the word to them. And perhaps if you cannot live out the gospel so that they can see the gospel, they can see the love of God in your life. And so, brothers and sisters, God's plan, it is always perfect. 
because He is a perfect God. So even if we think that it's not declared this statement, God's plan, your plan, Lord, is always perfect. And can I end with this quotation? In this quotation, it says, God has a perfect plan for us. God has a perfect plan for you. I may not know it. You may not know it at this point in your life, but because He never does it all at once, He would never reveal this all at once. He would step by step, little by little, bit by bit, clue by clue, He would reveal this to you maybe because He wants to teach you. He wants to teach us to continue to walk to continue to journey not by faith, I mean not by sight, but by faith. And so when we trust that His ways, His will, His purpose is always perfect, then no matter where we are in our walk, in our Christian journey, we know that His plan for us is always perfect.